You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is Monday. 71% of the country is currently under freezing. Yeah, I think it's God's uh, middle finger to uh, the Democrat Party and those who say that uh, man can control the climate. (laughs) And also, uh, you know, you got all these uh, climate refugees coming across the southern border because, you know, climate is such a thing in their country that's so bad, the climate and everything. So they're uh, coming here (laughs) and and walking into a deep freeze. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I got to tell you, and I want to apologize real quick here because I was being a wuss. I was being a wuss about the Kansas City game, the Kansas City-Miami uh, game, and, and I was uh, suggesting that they maybe postpone it because it was too cold. I know, I know, and, and maybe part of that was because my son was going to the game, and I was trying to, you know, I guess uh, make this about, you know, him. I don't know what the hell it was, but uh, you know what? I was wrong. I, w- I was wrong. I, I, I guess because I lived in Minnesota for a while. Minnesota, when it snows a foot, you go bowling. You don't, you don't curl up in a ball and everything. And I thought maybe Kansas City, because people don't know how to drive here in the snow. When it snows, they shut down the schools. If it's, you just whisper the word snow. But my son goes to the game, and, and I was told that you could get tickets for nothing to get into that stadium. My son was up third level in the ice bowl, way up top. He paid 125 bucks for his seats, and my wife and I were debating that. Oh yeah, he'll be able to move down. He'll be able to. He'll be on the field by the because nobody's going to stay in this game. Guess what? The the stadium was packed most of the night, all the way to the very end. He could not move down because the stands were packed. It is insane, and I'm going to dispute the NFL. The NFL, as the game was happening, they said this was the fourth coldest game in NFL history with a game time temperature of negative four. And it was negative four at the beginning of the game. But anybody who knows uh, anything about the weather knows that the temperature goes down. All right. And, And it's odd because when it's really cold in the Midwest, you get up in the morning, the temperature rises, then it drops again, then it comes back up. But before the end of the first half, it was negative nine, which would tie it for the second coldest game in NFL history. And my son sat through that game, and he said they had a blast at the game, although one of his friends nearly lost a toe. <laughs> he said he was at the stadium in the bathroom putting, putting a warm water on it because it was discolored, and, and he was not prepared. He was, you can't be prepared when it is nine below zero, when you're in a stadium with 30-mile-an-hour winds and a wind chill of 39 below zero. That's what they played in. And I'm going to tell you, I was wrong about the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see what happens in the next game. But I was saying, you know, as, as most people were saying, you know, here the Chiefs are, you know, they do this all the time. They, they uh, you know, they, they bloviate and all of this. And maybe they are not the football team that could win a Super Bowl. And then I see what they did against the Miami Dolphins. And it was something else. It was a hell of a game. It was a rout. If there were a drinking game associated with uh, 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 dropped passes and the Miami Dolphins, you'd die of alcohol poisoning by the end of the, sh- of the game. And, and even even Travis Kelsey dropped a couple of balls. I could insert a line there about Taylor Swift, but I'm not going to. But I'm not going to. But even he dropped a couple of balls. And, and then I heard from people saying, oh, yeah, you know, but it was 40 degrees on the field. Yeah, it wasn't cold out there for the players. I, I hate to tell you this. Uh, you're wrong. 
there is no amount of space heaters on the side uh, to warm that field to a comfortable temperature for the players, all right? And also, the, the field is heated, but it doesn't mean that heat radiates from the field. It just keeps the field from freezing rock hard. And if you don't believe me, uh, see Patrick Mahomes' helmet, all right? Patrick Mahomes' helmet crushed just boom exploded when he was uh, when he was tackled i guess it was what uh, midway through the second quarter <clears throat> had to get another uh, helmet out and that's what happens to plastic in cold weather like this i speak from experience that's why in, in minnesota where i used to live you can't have vinyl siding up there because vinyl siding breaks like glass when it's as cold so it is uh, it is cold like i haven't felt in a while but i'm going to tell you people in the midwest <clears throat> they don't mind it. People go out. Yesterday I went out. I was driving around in Buck, and uh, we were driving around. We went to Wally World, and we went to a bunch of different places. People were out in mass because that's what you do. You don't just curl up in a ball. And, and there's debate tonight about the, the Buffalo game. Did you know in Buffalo they're paying people $20 an hour to shovel snow <laughs> at the stadium? And if I was a Buffalo fan, I'd be saying, all right, you know what? I'll come out and shovel snow for 20 bucks an hour, and you got to give me some lower-level seats. Uh, you know, to uh, to uh, to watch the game. That's what I would have done. So, uh, lots of NFL football. The Cowboys, <clears throat> dear Lord, what happened to the Cowboys? I'm not a big Cowboys fan, but uh, wow, not ready for that game. And then last night, the Lions. The Lions got in. First time in 33 years. And, and I got to tell you, I'm kind of an underdog kind of guy. I like it when uh, teams that haven't won in a long time make it in there. Could care less about L.A. and the Rams. Mostly uh, mostly because the Rams can't figure out what city they want to live in. And, and uh, L.A. sucks. So I don't really care about that. <laughs> but, but it's cold. It's cold. And, and then, of course, the Iowa caucuses are happening in, uh, in my home state of Iowa. And uh, it's 17 degrees below zero up there. Our, our buddy John Fredericks, the Godzilla of talk radio will be joining us at the bottom of the hour and uh, and everybody's concerned nobody's going to go out and caucus nobody's going to go out and caucus because it's too cold in iowa they do because people in iowa i'll just explain to you a lot of uh, a lot of farmers live in iowa and a lot of people who uh, if they don't go out and bust up the ice on their their uh, cattle uh, waterers and and feed their pigs and hogs and all that mean that your butt isn't going to get fed so uh this cold weather doesn't stop anything in iowa it, it doesn't. It, it might happen in Dallas. I, I've seen one snowflake in Dallas, in the, and it's like Godzilla attacking Tokyo. Same way with Atlanta. Same way, you know, that's just the way it is. So uh, all of those people, it, yeah, I love this dithering about <clears throat> how the weather is going to impact the caucuses in Iowa. Uh, not a damn bit, because if people are determined to vote who, for whoever, they're going to get out and caucus. That's just, that's just the way it is. So uh, it is. Uh, it, these are interesting times, aren't they? Interesting times. We know that. Uh, oh, check this out. Last night or this weekend, I should say, uh, the uh, the White House relocated their staff because of pro-Palestinian protesters threatening to uh, breach the security fence. I got a little bit of uh, audio from this in front of the uh, the White House. Hold on, let me see if I can get here. It is right here. Yeah, look at Scream and break it down. Now, I was a little surprised that uh, 
You know, this wasn't even a peaceful crowd to begin with. Uh, on January the 6th, it was a peaceful crowd. And, and for some reason, people in the uh, in the uh, uh, Capitol Police and, and some, uh, well, 200 FBI agents decided to fire uh, explosive flashbang grenades and rubber bullets at people and, and tear gas. But they didn't even do that last night, not even after the violence started. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of profanity and everything, and and they had to evacuate the uh, the White House and everything, and uh, and nobody's uh, presumably going to be held uh, accountable for that. Uh, I don't think the FBI is probably going to track all their cell phones to see who was there, just like they did in the summer of 2020, when uh, Donald Trump and his family had to be evacuated from the White House into the nuclear bunker, and then they went over and tried to burn down St. John's Church and all that. Nobody held accountable for it. But here we are last night, and then, then over the weekend in New York City, uh, here we go. And, and by the way, for those of you who don't think this is AstroTurf, first of all, uh, you're high. Uh, second of all, just listen as they practice their chants and then repeat. Okay, here you go. Here you go, all the way from DC. Ready? Ready? And it's that same woman leading the chance again. I think she needs to get a cat or something. Yeah, this is um, this is what they're planning this year, by the way. They're going to do this nonsense again. They thought they'd get a little bit of head start on it. They did it with uh, George Floyd and, and triggered that and then started the summer of 2020 and BLM and Antifa and all that stuff went out and caused all sorts of hell, caused $2 billion worth of damage and uh, injured thousands of police officers and killed uh, 30 people. And, and I got some news for you this year. Uh, if they try this crap, they're going to get a beatdown. And, and I'm going to be the one saying we got to do the beatdown. And I'm not saying confront peaceful protesters, but if, uh, if those protesters come in your hood and try to burn cars and businesses, we're going to have to give them a beatdown. If the federal government ain't going to do it, then we're going to have to do it because we can't let it happen again. Do you agree? I think you should. White House staff had to be relocated after thousands of pro-Palestinian supporters descend on the building, threatened to breach the security fence, and lobbing uh, over bloody dolls as part of a huge demonstration demanding a ceasefire in Gaza. Law enforcement uh, defending the People's House donned riot gear as a baying mob pelted them with dolls and other projectiles. And I believe Ali Veshi was there doing a live shot for MSNBC, and he said the protests were mostly peaceful. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Uh, you know what I have to say to the White House about this? Uh, too bad, so sad. You're the idiots who did this. You're the, uh, you're the buffoons who allowed to happen this in the summer of 2020. You're the, you're the people who allowed this sort of nonsense to grow and fester. You're the ones who didn't say anything about it or holding one accountable. And as far as I'm concerned, when a uh, radical leftist mob goes after Joe Biden's White House, I certainly would uh, want it to be stopped. But, uh, uh, you know, they kind of asked for it, don't you think? Just a little bit. When you allow this nonsense to happen... And it's not real. It's not. Uh, it's not anything that we can't take down ourselves. This isn't. Uh, this isn't some sort of a, a coup d'état. Nobody is behind this, but a bunch of money from George Soros and other leftist groups. In fact, I think I got a couple of the groups right here. Hold on a second. This article from the UK Daily Mail. 
Uh, let me see. American Muslim Task Force for Palestine and other groups. They're the ones who did this. They also uh, took place in tandem with demonstrations in London, Paris, Rome, Dublin, Johannesburg, Kuala Lumpur. I mean, that was a big one there in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's ever it's it's uh, it's AstroTurf. It's all AstroTurf. And uh, if you think some sort of a world movement, worldwide movement, you are uh, you're insane. Oh, and then emergency scrambled uh, emergency crews scrambled to the White House because somebody decided to uh, to uh, uh, well, they called a, a it's a swatting incident. And swatting is when uh, uh, jerks uh, call the uh, uh, the police and say, "Hey, there's a murder at this house. Please come and save me." And the police arrive with guns drawn, and presumably, what they want to do is uh, kill whoever's in the house. Could be Marjorie Taylor Greene. She gets swatted a lot of times, and others. Uh, but in this case, somebody called the uh, the fire and EMS and said, "We got a fire here in the in the in the house." And, uh, and the police said, oh, okay, okay, well, where's the address? And then the person on the phone said, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Somebody swatted, somebody swatted the White House <laughs> and said there was a fire there. And then, of course, the, uh, the, uh, the tip came in. Crews were rolling one minute later. And in coordination with the Secret Service, it was determined that there was no fire emergency. <laughs> Like they're on the way in the fire truck. What's the address there? At 1600 Pennsylvania. All right, let's get going. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Really? That's a White House. Are you sure about that? So there you go. That's that's the sort of insanity that we're uh, we're dealing with. And, and in Iowa, we've got uh, all sorts of polls coming up here. And, and uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, Nikki Haley's campaign will catch fire. Sure, you keep telling yourself that. Uh, new new polls from uh, the Des Moines Register show Donald Trump is polling higher than any candidate in history. I'll get to all of that. Ron DeSantis is third. Uh, let me see. Uh, Donald Trump says Vivek Ramaswamy will never be his vice president. There's a bunch of stuff to get to. And we'll take your phone calls as well. It's 800-922-6680. A very chilly Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. birthday Martin Luther King Jr. would have been 95 and today is Martin Luther King Jr. day my wife is home my kids are home and uh, enjoying the day off while I work and uh, I think that uh, most probably Martin Luther King Jr. is spinning like a table leg on a lathe uh, with regard to the state of uh, racism in America and the Democrat Party in America and like Claudine Gay, Claudine Gay, <clears throat> DEI. And uh, Claudine Gay was a plagiarist and she uh, didn't condemn genocide against the Jews. And, and now uh, apparently, listen to this, she is, uh, she's getting multi-million dollar offers <laughs> from top producers and publishers vying the, for the rights of her life story. Yeah, yeah, and and nobody is going to read the book, and uh, and nobody is going to see the movie because they all know she's a fraud. I mean, it's nice, and, and Hollywood would like to believe that Claudine Gay is some sort of a <laughs> a pioneer, but she isn't. She's a DEI hire who was unqualified for the job and got fired. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so she's got several uh, several top producers and publishers vying for the rights of her life story. She's already got some working titles going here, I've heard. 
they're thinking of calling the uh, the uh, the naming the book either of mice and men or Alice in Wonderland, and then the movie. Uh, the working titles thus far are uh, The Da Vinci Code, Black Panther, or Alice in Wonderland. So uh, we will see. <laughs> we will see about that. Today are the Iowa caucuses, the cockeye as they were. Trump is dominating the field. The latest Washington Post-ABC Ipsos poll said Sunday is becoming more and more clear to voters that Donald Trump is the choice. Uh, 72% of GOP-leading U.S. adults would be satisfied with Trump as the nominee. Ron DeSantis, 61. And then Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. There you go. So Nikki Haley is there in the bottom. Uh, let me see here. Uh, this comes as a job approval is the lowest for uh, uh, Joe Biden. 71% of Americans say the economy is in bad shape. Well, no kidding. Here's some other uh, poll results here. I'm going to do a little poll dance for you here just to start the show. Please keep your dollars in your pocket. Uh, the best chance to win in November, according to this poll, Trump, 68%. Haley. 12%. I think that's about a 56% difference there. But keep holding your breath there, Haley uh, supporters. DeSantis, 11%. Ramaswamy, 2 uh, Strongest leader, Trump, 65%. DeSantis, 13 Then Haley, 10 to Ramaswamy at 4 Most qualified to be president, 54%. Trump, 18%. DeSantis, Haley, 14 Best represents your values. You're probably thinking, oh, yeah, Donald Trump, he's a philanderer. He he said the P word on a bus with Billy Bush, and oh, my God. 45% Trump, 19% DeSantis, 16% Haley. There you go. And then there's uh, NBC with their report about the the uh, the best ever polling for a candidate, according to the Des Moines Register, and uh, and that goes to Donald Trump. Put this Trump lead in some perspective here. First of all, the 48 percent that he's registering here, that is the highest share for a Republican candidate in a final Des Moines Register poll ever that surpasses the record of 43% from George W. Bush. Oh, that poll is an outlier. Bush, on the eve of the 2000 <laughs> caucuses, Bush won those caucuses. Also the margin, Trump 48, Haley 20, that's a 28-point margin. That is also the biggest margin in a final register poll, also breaking a record of George W. Bush of 23 points when he won the... You, you know why this is? Because the American people are, are worried about the future of the country. They're afraid that this election, if, if Joe Biden and his ilk were allowed to seize power again, that the country would end. And they think that Donald Trump's the only person who's going to be able to stop that. That's it, guys. I'm just telling you. Here's a little bit more. Uh, this one, this is from, uh, what, uh, ABC This Week. They, old John Carl with a K was very disappointed to say these things. The Iowa caucuses are now just hours away. With the first votes finally about to be cast, former President Trump still holds a commanding lead, as neither indictments, nor controversial statements, nor warnings about the threat to democracy... Nobody believes that crap. That's why. ...seem to have done anything to derail Trump's status... Because as you guys have made all that crap up. ...as the clear frontrunner, at least in Iowa 
and at least among Republicans. At least in Iowa. No, it's pretty much all over the uh, all over the country. And and pollster Frank Luntz. And I and I put it a video up on Instagram that got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of views. Uh, Frank Luntz says, "Yeah, you know what? They've tried everything, but Donald Trump is still the dude." Coming up, uh, the dude, the Godzilla of talk radio, friend of this radio program, Mr. John Fredericks, live from Des Moines. Des Moines, where it's 17 degrees below zero this morning. That's coming up, and this is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the wildly popular Newsmax Daily podcast, available for free along with Jerry Callahan, Rob Carson, and other great podcasts at Newsmax.com slash listen or wherever you get podcasts. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Not even cold weather can stop the Godzilla of talk radio. And I am the Mothra of political satire. John Fredericks live in Iowa this morning. Hello, John Fredericks. How are you today, my friend? Hey, never better. Great to be on the awesome Rob Carson show. Boy, you're growing every day, Rob. And we keep acquiring stations and we slot you right in there and you keep growing. And well, Brian, I just he, want to he, tell you, Rob, I just got to tell you how proud of you I am, the great job you're doing and uh, the service to our listeners and your courage and um, stick-to-itiveness and persistence. And you've built a great radio show that are people covered all around America, and uh, you've done a super job at continuing well, to do that, Rob. Bro, while we're while we're uh, doing this real quick, I'll just say you uh, you and I are are brothers in broadcasting. You and I have been through some of the same hardships, and you and I have been given an opportunity. And you and I are running for our lives, and we are uh, we are taking advantage of it. And we're gonna we're here to super serve our listeners and provide content that is unique, that is entertaining, that is informative and powerful. And you. Are my friend are out on the road in Iowa. And by the way, I'm from Iowa. I'm from Southwest Iowa, Neola, Iowa, near Council Bluffs, Omaha. I believe if I saw you right this morning, is it 16 or 17 below this morning? It was, uh, when I was out there this morning, it was minus 16. It's supposed to go down uh, to minus 20 tonight. Yeah. yeah. The caucuses. I mean, I'm yes. even... I mean, I've ne- I don't even know that there could be a minus 20. Like, where are we, Antarctica? I know. It was minus 35. Like, I, I did a two-minute video, and any longer, we just well, we would have gotten frostbite. It's that I know. Here. But, John, it doesn't stop. But, John, it doesn't stop Iowans. It does not stop them. They go out. They go warm up their cars. They put oil pan heaters on their, uh, on their cars, and, and they will be out. It doesn't stop people. And, and I have a funny feeling the, the turnout is going to be very high. It's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be uh, dramatically much smaller than it would be because of the cold weather. What are you hearing, and what are you seeing out there? Well, Rob, i got to tell you, in the beginning of the week, I was very worried that uh, when we saw the snow and the blizzard that we were caught in, and I'm out here with the uh, MAGA Trump bus, and, you know, it's been tough because all the early events got canceled. We went to one event on Thursday with Don Jr. Everything else was canceled because of the blizzard and the snow and the cold and people couldn't get out. 
And so I was really getting concerned because a lot of the Trump voters at these caucuses are new voters. I mean, it's not the establishment people that, you know, come out to these things every uh, every four years or whatever. They're new. And so I was very concerned that it was going to dampen their ability to get out. And also, you know, complacencies ahead in the polls. And so that was keeping me up at night. But the last several days, I got to tell you, the Trump ground game here is much better than I thought it was. Um, and I think they're going to get their people out. The enthusiasm is it's at its all-time peak. I mean, I was at a rally yesterday in Indianola, which you know well is about, uh, about 30 miles south of here, in, in just south of Des Moines, where I am now. And that thing was packed. I mean, people were, you know, it was 3,000 3, people. It was minus 15 degrees. <laughs> People are fired up. I think they're going to turn out. And I'm very confident in a, yeah. in a very good Trump victory. But, you know, the thing we've got to be concerned about here is complacency. Because he is ahead in the polls. We got to, I tell you what, we got a Des Moines register poll out, which is kind of the blue chip poll for these things. And, uh, you know, it had Trump up big, just ho- hovering under 50%. Haley, 20 to Santa, 16. But here's the stunner. You ready? Get this. What? Get this. Haley has got 20%. 61% of her 20% in this poll is either not enthusiastic or minimally enthusiastic. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. Of her 20%, 50% of those voters, if she were to lose, would vote for Biden in a Trump-Biden rematch. Wow. So well, well. Fifty percent of her voters would vote for Biden. She's not even a Republican. Yeah, and you know, I got to tell you, there's a lot of money coming from Dem- Democrats her way. I think the Democrats are kind of dip their toes into this uh, race because they want uh, Haley to have a stronger than real showing, and uh, and I think it's going to do a face plant. I honestly do. And John, also, I'm going to say, th- we've had three years to sit here and take this administration and watch the country descend into hell. People are pissed the hell off, John. It started off with the withdrawal from Afghanistan and the abuses and usurpations have continued. So I never thought that uh, Trump uh, voters would be overly in, uh, you know, would be complacent about this. They want to make sure that they get this man across the finish line to save the damn country. That's just the way it is. And I'm not making stuff up. This is how people feel, John. They feel that the country will end if we keep going this way. And if Joe Biden uh, is installed again as the president because uh, it was rigged the last election by the FBI and other agencies, 100%, I'm not afraid to say that. That is not disinformation. But people are very concerned, and they are not going to let their guard down, and they are not going to let the Democrat Party do what they've done to the country anymore. Well, I think that's it. I think you nailed it. You know, Biden can say what he wants, uh, Rob Carson and our listeners. But at the end of the day, people go to the grocery store. They see these illegals pouring in. They see the invasion. They see their kids getting displaced out of high school for the illegals. They see them staying in hotels. Hey, try to get to an emergency room. Try that. you got to wait three, four, five hours because it's packed with illegals with indigent care. But when you go up to the window, God forbid, if you don't have your insurance card your copay they just walk in take it up it's unbelievable i think people are tired of it and i tell you the other thing in the um the poll that we found that des moines found is the shift 
of college-educated Republicans and generation Xers and millennials going to Trump. Now, that's, you know, he's always had the working-class base. It's always been his base. But he always was having, a, he was having problems with suburban women, college-educated, younger people. That shifted in the last six months and has shifted in here in Iowa dramatically. That is another thing that's driving Trump's, um, I think, what is, is going to end up being here a record. What, remember, the biggest caucus victory ever was 12 and a half, and that was Bob Dole, and he was basically the president of Iowa. That's been the biggest in the contested Republican primary. Uh, Trump poised to win Iowa tonight by well over 25. Now, uh, it's interesting because I, I saw um, uh, the Democrat Party, uh, Dean Phillips, who is supposedly a, uh, a candidate for the uh, for the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, I saw this morning on Twitter, dictatorship was uh, was trending and they were trying to say that Donald Trump is going to impose some sort of dictatorship. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but Joe Biden is the dictator. He's acting like a dictator. He's using the DOJ to go after Trump. We now see all of these cases are being uh, and I said this from the get go. All of them are being run out of Washington, D.C. Uh, this is an attempt to take down a candidate like a third world dictator. And even worse for Democrats is that Joe Biden is going to be the candidate. They're, all of these states, Florida, North Carolina, are just anointing Joe Biden as the candidate. So Democrats, I hate to tell you this, you didn't have a choice in 2016. Hillary Clinton, uh, Bernie Sanders was blown out. You didn't have a choice in 2020. And you aren't going to have a choice this year. That, to me, says... That is dictatorship. When you try to take your opponent out and then you kill your party's other candidates as far as, uh, as, far as running against you, that is a dictatorship, John. Well, you know, I guess the Trump dictatorship is he's going to actually get things done. He's going to cut spending. He's going to close the border. He's going to get us out of these wars. He's going to make your pony up their fair share. He's going to put tariffs on China. He's going to protect Taiwan. I guess if that's a, if that's a dictatorship, you know, he's going to get the Federal Reserve pro. <laughs> we're going to get inflation down. I mean, if that's a dictatorship, like where do where do I sign up? Right? Interest rates are going to go down. You can afford to buy a house or a car. Um, you know, that's the kind of dictatorship I want. I mean, the whole thing is nonsense. They can't run on an issue. What issue are they going to run on? Yeah. The Obama doctrine, right? Connect the dots. Obama is running the country. This is his doctrine. Open borders. This is when, when they talk about the border policy, there's, there's no policy. The policy is open borders. And then, Rob, you look at this deal that's coming out of the Senate with Schumer and Lankford, this basically amnesty deal. This thing is egregious, and the Republicans are signing on to it. This is basically open borders, amnesty. Everybody's got a card. Everybody can vote. Everybody can work. I mean, they are going to suck people in here like a vacuum cleaner because they get everything for free. We got to work our ass off to buy a hamburger at McDonald's. These people are given they're given of luxury hotels, free care, free education, a bomb phone, cards for money, EBTs. We get nothing. And it's taking our jobs away. But look, they don't they don't care. It's like the congresswoman from Brooklyn, Congressman Clark said on a hot Mike, we played that uh, early, earlier last week. Hey, send the illegals here to my district in Brooklyn. I got an opponent. I need the voters. She said it right on tape. That's what this whole thing is about. Power. Yeah. 
They don't care. Hey, if your son or daughter dies from fentanyl, I'm sorry. Collateral damage to our power. I'm sorry it happened. Next. These people. Yeah. This is the Obama doctrine playing out right in front of your eyes, Rob. John, I, uh, I'm concerned about what's going to happen this year. We all saw what happened in the summer of 2020 when Antifa and Black Lives Matter caused so much damage. Uh, and, and I think right now we're seeing this uh, astroturf uh, anti-Israel pro-Hamas movement. They actually rattled the uh, fence outside of the White House uh, Saturday night. Uh, they're talking about the possibility of a black swan event. Uh, I honestly, I uh, you know, I, people will uh, write me and say, I'm afraid. And I said, we don't have time to be afraid john but but clearly the democrat party is going to try to do anything they can and the deep state are going to try to do anything they can to keep donald trump from becoming the president i think that the overwhelming majority of the american people uh will recognize this and will fight back 77 percent now it's not 74 77 percent of americans believe the country is headed in the wrong direction what do you see happening uh and and i know it it, wild speculation because you don't think like evil democrats but what do you think could happen this year john and and what do you suppose has you and and possibly uh uh, voters uh worried about what's coming this year we get another virus unleashed and they tell us we can't choose between voting and dying and so they're going to mail every everybody a ballot including illegals drop boxes everywhere NGOs get into play. I mean, that's the only thing to beat Trump is these is these mail out ballots. And I tell you the other thing, the RNC has done nothing here. It's a joke. We didn't even have a party. Romney McDaniel has raised no money. They have no mail out ballot plan. The only early voting plan of any substance came from Governor Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. That worked. Hopefully, they can get that in other states. It was highly successful, but she hasn't done anything. We're going to the winter meetings. I, I hope I can come on your show there. That's going to be uh, January 3031-712 in the Paris Hotel of Vegas. She's got to go. She is a yeah. disaster. That's yep. the biggest. Pe- people ask me, what's the biggest obstacle to Trump winning? The RNC, because they don't do anything. And well, John, uh, John, here, here's the thing. If the uh, you know Donald Trump becomes the candidate, the, the RNC, if they get behind Trump, get rid of McDaniel, uh, and and put in uh, uh, somebody who is uh, amenable to Donald Trump and his policies, the RNC will reap enormous benefits. Tens of the biggest fundraising you'll ever see. If they don't, the RNC is screwed. That's just it. They're going to have to get behind this movement because it's not a candidacy. It's a movement. And and the American people know it. They see Donald Trump as the savior of the country as founded. And if they get rid of McDaniel and they start acting like a, a, a party with balls, then they will reap the benefits. Tens of millions of dollars will roll in and people will reignite that organization. What do you think? Well, the only... I- agree 100 percent but let's talk reality the only way to get rid of uh ronna mcdaniel is for trump to call for her resignation he put her in there he kept her there we had a movement last year when her term was up to ouster with her meet dylan Ann and i my wife went there for a week we campaigned for her hard you know it didn't turn out uh president trump on the other hand very silently and his key operatives there, Chris Lasavitas, Susie Wiles, and others, 
uh, behind the scenes to ensure that uh, that she was victorious again. And they, you know, even talked to me about it. And I'm like, I'm not going to change my position. John, John, can you, can you, can you, John, can you hold on for a couple of minutes? I think I want to keep you for another break. Is that okay? All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep John Fredericks, the Godzilla Talk Radio, live in Des Moines right now. We'll get back to more of this on the other side of this commercial break. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson Show. John Fredericks, the uh, Godzilla of Talk Radio outside of Des Moines. Hey, uh, John, have you had a, uh, a pork tenderloin sandwich while you're in Iowa? Have you had one yet? Well, it's been tough to get out here, but yes, I did have that because I everybody told me if you if you're gonna gonna go to Central Iowa, you got to have a pork loin sandwich, which I did. And oh. uh, local place here, best I've had. Almost like getting a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia, where it's kind of the yeah. same thing. Or you can get a what, what's called a, a loose meat sandwich or a uh, or a Maidrite. They call it Maidrite in Western Iowa. It's a loose meat sandwich in Des Moines, and and loose meat to uh, Democrats means something completely different. That said, uh, <laughs> what do you expect's going to happen tonight, John? What do you think's going to happen in these uh, in these caucuses? If if I can, I want to get back to McDaniel for just a minute. Um, the only way to get her out is Trump has to call for her resignation. And that's got to be done prior to the January 30 to February 2nd meeting in Vegas of the uh, 168. So they have an apparatus present to legitimately elect a new chair. I mean, it's already January 15th. That's 15 days away. That is a very unlikely scenario. Absent of that, we're stuck with McDaniel through this uh, cycle. Because the only Possible. way that, that's just got to be impossible, yeah. John. That, that's oh. yeah. But I mean, I mean, there's no way to remove her. Like, there's no app. Like, we can go to the winter meeting. You'd have to get two thirds of the 168 to vote her out. That will never happen. So there's there's no apparatus to get her out. If President Trump on Friday calls for her to resign, she's she can't sustain. She can't stay in that job. She's out the next day because he put her in there and kept her there. So it's going to be up to him to decide what to do. Fifteen days out, I don't think anything will happen. I mean, are you still behind Harmeet Dillon as a possibility? I haven't seen much of her lately. No, but I'm for anybody anybody that can put this yeah. thing together. I mean, she's I not, you, you got we don't have an RNC. I mean, you look at what the Democrats do. They they have a machine. They got mail out votes, mail out ballots, mail out this, mail out that. Early early voting. We don't have anything. We have talking points is yep. what she has. And, you know, they go on trips and uh, go to the spa. That's that's basically it. it the whole organization is it. all the money they put in these stupid debates. I mean, think about how dumb that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They waste the resources. They don't have any money. They got $8 million in the bank. That's it. Yeah. Well, John, listen, we got to we got to cut things short here, but I do appreciate you uh, you being here. And it, would you mind coming back on tomorrow morning to give us another report? Yeah, look, no matter what happens, the media is going to say Trump underperformed, okay? Yes. So that's what the state-run media is going to do. Uh, remember, the biggest victory ever in Iowa in a in a contested caucus was 1988. That was Bob Dole won the caucus by 12 and a half, and he's from Kansas, and yeah. he had Pat Robinson came in second. Fifteen or more, Trump's a big winner if he gets over if he gets over 50%, this thing's over. All right, my brother. He's going to be the nominee. 
Well, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, stay safe. Do not stick your tongue on anything metal outdoors. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Okay, buddy? Thanks, Rob, for having me. All right, very good. That is uh, John Fredericks, the Godzilla of Talk Radio, live from Iowa. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. All right, so second hour of the show, Biden's poll numbers bottom out. Fonnie Willis goes to church <laughs> to plead her case. And John Kerry steps down as climate czar. Surely the world will end. That's all coming up on the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.